This episode is brought to you by my brand new free source, 10 Tips for Money Date Success. Get it at yaeltrush.com forward slash money date. You hear me talk about the money date and I heard you say, I can't do this. I can't succeed at this. It's too much. No more, my friend. No more overwhelm. I'm giving you my true and tested 10 tips to succeed at the money date. Plus, when you sign up to receive these, I will be sending you bonus tips to identify and avoid common money date pitfalls as well as bonus proven scripts for money date invitations that your husband won't be able to refuse. So good, right? If you've been curious about the money date, but felt it's too overwhelming to do, I've got you covered. Download my 10 tips for money date success so that you can get along both with your money and your honey. Get it at yaeltrush.com forward slash money date. Jewish Money Matters episode 265, Ask Yael. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters, the podcast where Jewish wisdom and spirituality meet your money and your business. Money is a means to serve God in this world with joy, to build a life that leaves an imprint way beyond our time in this world. I want you to discover the secrets to Jewish wealth, to gain practical and spiritual tools to break free from the shackles of financial worry, to design the joyful, rich life that your soul desires. Welcome to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, and I'm so glad you're here. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, your host. Welcome to another Ask Yael. Friday, July 22nd, 2022. Now officially in the three-week period, a little bit of, you know, a tense period. I mean, maybe the fact that I've been spending a lot of my free time reading Holocaust books doesn't help. (laughs) Like, someone stop me, please. (laughs) two, two books this week, actually. Yeah, I mean, only because I stopped myself, I didn't continue. But yeah, Sunday, Monday, two books. Okay, to add on to the numerous ones I've read this year, I think I have I think I have to stop this. Anybody else obsessed with Holocaust books? Yeah, you need a, a reference list? I, I got you covered. I mean, the two that I read this week were The Tattooist of Auschwitz and My Mother's Ring. Most recently, I read also, The Redhead of Auschwitz, The Happiest Man Alive, Out of the Depths. Oh, that's such a good book. I hate saying that about Holocaust books, though. Bilam's Prophecy, The Choice. I mean, you name it, right? You get it, right? I, I don't need to continue. You get it. I, I read those books. Okay. On other topics, I have super exciting news to share, but I think you got to wait till next week for that. Also, you just heard me speaking at the beginning of this episode about my brand new resource, 10 Tips for Money Date Success, which you can download at yaeltrush.com forward slash money date if you're subscribed to my newsletter, which if you're not, why aren't you? You're missing out on a lot of the fun, (laughs) really. And I love those emails where you reply to me and we get to know each other and we exchange, especially when you say, whoa, this is such a fun email to read. And somebody wrote also this week, um, there was another one somewhere. I love you. This is great. But there was just another one. Wow. Did you write this yourself? I'm like, yeah, that's what I do. (laughs) So head over to yaeltrush.com forward slash newsletter and just sign up right there or just download 10 tips for money date success, which by the way, is so, so good because not only do I give you my true and tried 10 tips, but I also send you bonuses such as proven scripts that will get your husband to agree to come on a money date um, or, you know, not like your spouse, maybe it's not just your husband. Like I feel like I'm talking to women, but maybe not. But he or she will not be able to refuse your money date invites. 
that's one of those bonuses that I send over there for people who sign up. I also send you bonus tips on identifying and avoiding common money date pitfalls. Yep, I've seen these. So go, go head over to eltrush.com forward slash money date to download 10 tips for money date success. I should also mention um, that Monday's episode, Bobby Rebel was here. We talked all about launching financial grownups. Head over to the podcast. I mean, you are in the podcast, but after you finish this episode, I hope you listen to Bobby if you didn't listen yet. If you didn't hear that yet, it's there. I have a lot more to share, but I'm just going to go head over to the Apple podcast library review section. Here we go. This reviewer, Samson12355, left a five-star review. Thank you very much. That's very nice. Yeah, L is an absolute pro. Some interviewers, some interviewers, sorry, ask pre-written questions. Some adapt and keep the conversation running smoothly, but the greats are able to make an interview seem like an actual conversation as they keep the flow, share great insights, and engage with enthusiasm. Yeah, L, without a question, is one of the greats. That is so sweet. Thank you very much. I think I know who wrote that. Thank you very much. Um, be in touch with me and let's get together. We'll have a 20-minute money call or whatever is on your mind. I so appreciate that. Um, let's head over to our questions. I actually have to say that I did intend to give you a full-on recession episode, but um, I'll tell you what's happening. Not only do we have a few recession questions, but a lot more related to other topics. And I just have a lot of questions on the queue, which I'm so grateful for. Keep them coming. This is a great problem to have. So this is our final call for a recession only episode. So if you have questions specific to the recession, not that you can't ask them anyway, but I just thought it would be neat to dedicate just one episode to the topic. Perhaps you guys don't want the topic. Who wants to, who wants to come to this podcast to hear about the topic that the news keeps blasting on your head. No, no, no. Seriously, we do want to talk about it. And we want to talk about it from a Jewish perspective. So and I might have something else in mind other than an episode. But either way, hit me up with those questions now, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, are there men here? Um, so that I can get that out to you by Friday, next Friday? Yes. All right. Question number one comes from Alisa. Maybe it's the same Alisa as last week. I don't know. First question, for my IRA, I was advised to open a target date fund. I believe this was influenced by the fact that I started investing quite late in life. So I definitely need the stability that comes with the shift to safer investments as I get closer to retirement. Would you recommend target date funds for people of all ages who are setting up retirement funds? Great question, Elisa. All right. You are right about your suspicions and why you were recommended a target date fund. Um, for the benefit of everyone listening, I'll tell you what a target date fund does. It basically shifts the investments in your portfolio to be more conservative as you're getting closer to that target date, meaning retirement, which is a great thing because let's say you need to start living off of this money soon. Well, you want to make sure that you're actually going to have that money. Um, an example, if end of last year, you were planning to retire this year, and you had all or most of your money invested in the stock market, then you would be in some trouble in terms of you would be receiving a lot less than you plan to this year on re your retirement because well, those stocks haven't done very well this year, have they? But if you had had a target date fund saying retirement July 2022, by last year, your portfolio would have shifted more or some years prior to last year, but closer to close to the retirement date, your 
portfolio would have shifted more towards bonds to protect you because it assumes that your real gains already happened over the course of the last 30, 20, 15, 10 years, right? However many years you were investing, hopefully uh, a long period of time. And now it's just time to get ready to start cashing out or living off of that money, right? Makes sense. So I generally do not recommend them for people of all ages. I mean, just I should say, this is not investment advice, people. This is just education, right? We're here learning. And the reason that I wouldn't wouldn't just make it like a blanket thing like oh everybody should just do this is because well they tend to be a little bit more expensive and you know me I do like to minimize cost when it comes to like those expense ratios and you know those fees that really compound over time Um, because again remember we're talking about compounding money right so the growth of our money so anything that um Anything that's taking a bite out of that means that there's less money to compound. So I do think there are a good idea, target date funds for people in your situation, Elisa, and or people who really are not going to pay much attention. And I, you know, I'd say it's better that I'd rather see you invest than not invest because you're trying to get it done right or getting nearly perfect. And we see this a lot. It happens a lot, especially to women in particular, even though we've been proven, it's been statistically proven that women are better investors, but that's a topic for another um, for another episode. Um, yet we tend to be more cautious and, you know, like want to get it, all the pieces right. And then we just wait so much that we just miss out because we're just sitting and waiting till we till we get to it, right? Till we get the whole thing and we understand it completely and we can dedicate t- time to it. And so meanwhile, we're just waiting and losing time and losing money potentially, right? So for someone who's like, I know I need to get started. This is good for my future. Uh, but I just, I have no patience to explore these platforms or to think too much about this. I think I just want to tell the computer or my advisor, this is my expected retirement date and pick a target date fund or funds that give me somewhat of a diversified portfolio. Uh, yes, I think if you're that type of person, even if you're not close to retirement, I'd rather see you do that than not do anything, than not invest, right? So I do think they're more expensive, but they do their job. So, you know, it's 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 a good alternative if the if the if the other alternative is I'm just uh, I'm not going to invest right so and then for whoever is working with someone if you're working with a financial advisor you might really want to ask them why the need for a target date fund I mean if I'm hiring you to rebalance my portfolio a couple times a year and to make sure every year that I'm moving along in my goals and all that then you know, is there perhaps another alternative and get clear on the pros and cons given your particular situation and goals. But again, Alisa, the important thing is that you are investing. So you're doing it. If it's later in life, that's probably a really good way. Would I tell your 25 year old son or daughter to do that? No. Alisa, thanks for the question. All right. Our next question is from Lindsay and Lindsay says, my husband and I have rental properties. Okay, this one is a little bit of a long question. I was going to trim it, but I think um, I think it's interesting to see. Um, it has nothing to do with rental properties, actually, but I like the background. So I'm going to give it all to you. The question doesn't have to do with rental properties. It has to do more with um, husband and wife. <laughs> but listen to this. They have rental properties. Okay, she says, up until this point, we've been doing this about 10 years. All of our spare cash was sucked into renovations, upgrades, etc." 
We just sold one property off to free up some equity and pay off our debt. We have a large sum left over, over 100K. Nice. We had an appointment with a bank to plan for these funds. Basically, my husband and the banker agreed to put certain amounts into certain accounts for him and to invest some in other accounts. None of these are in my name and are only accessible if I ask him for money. I stay at home and homeschool our three kids to have a disability, so I'm not working. I help out with the properties quite a bit and have invested some of my own money into them as well. Is it reasonable for me to ask that some money be put somewhere in my name? I am not a heavy spender and I'm curious with, I'm cautious. I'm cautious with my budget and I fully trust that he has no plans to walk away or try to squirrel away money money away from me, but it made me pause when I realized that they made plans for this money in a way where he controls everything. I still get a say and he does value my opinion. He agreed to hold off on some of this until I have decided what is acceptable. I am wondering if there is a recommended way to invest so that we have separate accounts or if it would be fine to keep it all together in his name for simplification. All right, Lindsay, thanks for the question. Um, so you know what? I, I I see your concern. I see your concern, but I'm going to take the side of, you know, peace and benefit of the doubt and just very straightforward. This is just one of those things that it's just simpler than we think. I think the simplest and most immediate thing to do is to ask that you be, be listed as the beneficiary in all accounts. It is not an unreasonable request. Because you ask, is it reasonable? It's not an unreasonable request. The accounts should not be only under his name, right? And this is actually an easier and more logical request than what you suggest, which was opening your own separate accounts. I mean, you can do that. But if you say you don't bring in any income at the moment, what exactly will you be funding those accounts with? So again, that's like a more complex and longer term proposition. But the immediate one, and I really mean immediate, the, the immediate thing to do is to mention, hey, I noticed those new accounts are not under my name and I'm not listed as a beneficiary. I know you care too much about me and the kids and would want to spare me the aggravation of jumping through a million loopholes if something were to happen to you. So let's just make that, that easy change for both our peace of mind. Thanks. And then you go together, you do it for all accounts and possibly those properties as well. And I'm really suspecting that it will be a non-issue because it should be a non-issue. So keep me posted, but you have to do it. Don't delay it. Okay. Thanks so much for the question. All right. Our next question is from Anonymous. All right. So Anonymous says, this is an interesting question because it, you know, it's like, again, a little bit of, again, it's never just about the money. There's like, you know, husband, wife things uh, happening here. <laughs> I love the idea of money dates and I think it's an amazing idea, but I didn't try them yet. And here's my hesitancy. To be fair, I didn't try it with my husband yet. Okay, so she repeats again. But I have a very strong feeling that he will just say that such a seminary girl thing to do. Okay, this is where I stopped. I'm like, what? What does that even mean? And then she, she continues. She defined it for me. Thank you, Anonymous. Meaning like a silly, fluffy thing girls do. He's very capitalized, busy lately, and I feel like he would just get so frustrated if I wanted him to schedule out a block of time to even hear my thoughts about money. I have a very strong suspicion he wouldn't pay attention and would just be looking at his phone and impatient, even if I approached it in the sense of, I want to share with you some things I realized about my relationship with money. Sounds like you've been listening to me. <laughs> okay, so she goes on. 
I know it's kind of not fair because I didn't try the money date yet, but based on how things are, have been the past few weeks, um, that is a big hurdle stopping me. Any tips, both to maybe cushion myself and to perhaps inspire this his interest in a feely, touchy-feeling conversation that he feels he has no time for? Okay, so that's, that's a great question, but you know what? Like husbands need to have times for their wives and wives have to have time for their husbands. <laughs> I'll just start with that, okay? So it's hard. It, it is hard for me to answer you without knowing how your relationship has been up until now when it comes to money. And even, even as a, in general, like, I mean, if you're having tea and chocolate and chatting with your li- wife at a time that you both decided it was time to spend together, I mean, getting impatient, looking at your phone, not paying attention, that doesn't sound too respectful. So what's going on here? But back to the money piece, because that's what we're here for. Although again, it's never just about the money. Do you guys have a system of division of responsibilities? Do you ever discuss it? Are there things that you think need to be discussed? What are those? Who manages household finances? How is there tension, avoidance, fights? Like what is the overall situation? Why am I asking you to think about these things? Because I would like you to get clear on what you want to change and what you don't want to change so that you can be more strategic on how you approach him. Are there things you want to change? Are there things that he might be wanting to change? He might like you to offer to take over or be more active in certain things to ease his burden. Maybe he's even hinted it. I don't know. I would get really clear on what are, you know, your personal goals for having money dates and specifically the areas where you think you could improve in terms of, again, the communication, the transparency, the organization, and the implementation of all the financial stuff. And then, then you might want to move forward with the invite. And moving forward might not even mean inviting him on a money date just yet. But can you go out even though he's busy? I mean, again, dating your spouse is of paramount importance. I've been married for 18 years. Let me just tell you, it is super important. Have some time together and bring up one thing related to money that you think might be useful to share. Because again, you've done this groundwork that I've asked you to do, kind of like get really clear on what, what needs to happen here. We get strategic. What What is the goal of this, right? And see if it can be a conversation starter to get you closer to you, what you want to achieve. Life will always be busy anonymous. In a marriage, it's always, it's always going to be busy, especially once we have children and we both have careers or even if one has a career. I mean, life is, thank God, busy. And Jewish life is busy with incredible things. There's also like so much to do Jewishly that, you know, consumes our time in beautiful, wonderful ways. And the money stuff will always have to be tended to no matter how busy life gets. It also needs to happen because Jewishly, it is important that it should happen. It is also a Jewish responsibility. So better we start early and we work out the kinks than start later when it's harder to adopt new systems and healthier communication, etc. amidst the busyness of life. Or God forbid, when we are forced into air quotes here, getting our act together because of a crisis again air quotes right um so that's that as for his potential concern about a money date being a seminary girl thing to do i wouldn't be concerned about that again based on this and what you say about you know the 
him getting impatient and looking at the phone. I, I do worry that there's a lack of respect in this relationship. But hey, I don't know. I don't know. And you know, probably I'm like, it's not my territory. But I don't know if my husband would say things like, that's such a seminary girl to do. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think it sounds pretty offensive, at least from the way you've described it to me. It seemed to be like a derogatory term. But hey, I don't know. I didn't go to seminary. I didn't grow up in a culture where women went to seminary. So I might be off here. But I will say this, Anonymous, and I want you to take this one to heart. If you think about it, you wanting to take money, to have money dates is totally the opposite of what you refer to as a seminary girl thing to do, quote unquote. I mean, in the in the derogatory way that you've defined it, it's actually a very mature adult thing to do. And if you see it like that, first and foremost, then he will too. And he will, I mean, he should admire you for being an adult and a smart woman who has her head on straight and wants to build a life together with him. And sending out the message that I want to build a financial life with you is a very clear and non-fluffy, non-romanticized way that you can say, I want to build my life with you. We have a future together. All right. So Anonymous, you definitely want to download my 10 tips for money money date success at yaeltrush.com forward slash money date. And that is a wrap, ladies. Thanks, Elisa, Lindsay, and Anonymous for your questions. And to everyone who's been sending those in, keep sending them. Um, You're keeping me busy and I really, really enjoy it. And please do send your recession um, relevant questions, your questions on recession, because next week will be my full on recession episode, please God. And please, please do send in those reviews on the Apple podcast um, section. I mean, platform app. What is it? Yeah, an app. If you're enjoying this episode, this show, I should say, though, I have to say that I get a lot of love. Like I mentioned before, I do get a lot of love email. And I appreciate that a ton, especially because we get to chat because I try to really keep up with responding my, to my emails. But and I do appreciate that a lot. Keep them coming. But if you can just scroll down on the app while you're in the episode homepage and click on that review and leave that review, it's so, so very helpful. A lot more than you think, actually, I'll tell you from like on the back end of things. On that note, thanks to our reviewer of the week as well, Salomon12355, I think it was. Be in touch and I will send you a calendar link for us to get together. I will be back with you here Monday. Have a Shabbat Shalom. Shalom.